The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. And welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening today. We have a really good episode for you. Not only do we have to talk about so many things around the U.S. Open, but we have to talk about what happened right after the U.S. Open. There was a little drama during the U.S. Open. We'll give a full recap of what we thought the tournament was like. And also, not just on the men's side was it spectacular, an absolutely fantasy of a run for two women who ended up winning one of them ended up winning the u.s open as a qualifier that's unbelievable we'll get to that too but first let's just jump right into the drama um last week and two weeks ago i said i believe novak Djokovic is going to win this tournament i have believed that he would win this tournament all along i didn't think anybody could touch him because he did seem untouchable not only in every other grand slam of the year but all leading up to the final of this Grand Slam, and he looked really, really good. Now, he played Zverev in the semifinals, and FAA played Medvedev. Medvedev played lights out this tournament. Only dropped a set, played really well, made everyone look like they didn't belong to be on the same court as him this whole tournament. So hats off to Daniil Medvedev. But he also played well in the finals, but we got to talk about Djokovic. Djokovic was worn down. In the finals, he just was. Uh, you talk about pressure, being able to possibly get a career or a calendar Grand Slam, and also trying to win your twenty-first major. I mean, that is so much pressure on one match, one event, one time. The celebs that were in the crowd were second to none of any other event. There were so many celebrities in the crowd, and you talk about pressure. And Novak Djokovic had it all. And to be honest, he showed that he was human. On Sunday, he absolutely did. He didn't look great. He couldn't hit the ball. I never seen him tighten up quite as bad as he did there. It almost looked like Rafa and the French. I think in 2020, when he won in 2020, he still tightened up there. He had like he was serving for the match on his racket, and he got broke. Like Novak Djokovic, just tightened up the pressure, the situation, the scenario. Scenario got to him, but. People have been talking about that scenario ever since Wimbledon in June. So that has been building for months on months on months on months. And every press conference talking about it. Hey, are you are you prepared for the calendar? Are you prepared for the calendar slam? Do you know what this US Open means? Do you know it was all of that? And I completely understand how this happened to him. And I'm kind of shocked it didn't happen earlier. You know, he, he had a tough first round. He also lost a lot of sets 
leading up to the final. He had a lot of four-set, five-set matches, including a five-setter against Sverev in Friday. I saw a tweet that said, Sverev should get an assist on Daniil Medvedev's win because he wore Djokovic out on Friday. Absolutely he should. Because there's two people in this tournament that could have beat Novak Djokovic at his best, and that's Alexander Sverev, and that's Daniil Medvedev. And Alexander Sverev pushed him to the limit. He pushed him to the very end in a fifth set and ended up losing. But for Daniil Medvedev to come out and play the way he did in the final. Now, Djokovic, don't get me wrong, Djokovic did not play well at all. But Daniil Medvedev played good, like he always does. He's solid, he's a good defensive player, and he makes shots. And he was making shots on Sunday at the U.S. Open final. Now, granted, he kind of choked a little bit at the end, double faulted, got broke, that stuff. But he could... he. Did, could afford to because of how much he was winning. But even Djokovic after the match said, I'm relieved. I'm relieved this like I'm relieved that match is over. There was so much pressure on that match. It's time for him to reboot, get some rest, especially at the age he's at at 34, just to get away for a second. Because this year has been so much about him. But this loss doesn't take away from the incredible year that Novak Djokovic had. Novak Djokovic started 2021 with 20 or with 17 Grand Slam titles and now he has 20. He won 3 Grand Slams in 2021 to tie Roger and Rafa. And now they'll both go into 2022, all 3 of them, sorry, will go into 2022 to see who is the best of all time. Now Medvedev said Djokovic, I think you are the best of all time. He said that in his post-match speech. That'll be an argument for another time. I'm not going to get into that today. I have my own thoughts on that comment, and I have my own thoughts on the GOAT as of right now, but I'll leave that for another day. But long story short, Novak Djokovic, one heck of a year you had, and on the flip side, a tough way to end that spectacular year and lose at the U.S. Open like it kind of went down. But... It's not just about Novak. Daniil Medvedev gets his first Grand Slam ever. He's been knocking on the doorstep for, it seems, a long time. But in 2019, makes it to the final against Rafael Nadal, loses in a fifth set. Makes it to the final in Australia this year. Now makes it to the final in the U.S. Open. He deserved to win a Grand Slam sooner than a lot of other people. And he did. So, huge congrats. Many, many congratulations, as everyone would say in the tennis world. Many, many congratulations to Daniil Medvedev. Let's talk about who else impressed me this tournament. Felix Ogier Aliassim. He he looked incredible. And you could just tell that the mental side of his game was there. And I think that's what you're missing sometimes with these younger players. They have a lot of talent, but they can't they don't have the it factor yet, so they can't do a certain thing. They can't make it to a certain level. But Felix Ogier Aliassim, he could and he played incredible. This whole tournament. Now, he didn't look great against Medvedev, but no one looked good against Medvedev this tournament. Felix Ogier-Aliassime, I think this is just a start. He's got Uncle Tony on his back. He's got him as a coach, and he keeps training with Rafael Nadal at the Rafael Nadal Academy. So I think there's only great things to come up of FAA, and I'm excited to see how he pans out in the future here. But an incredible start. I want to say start to his career making it to a semifinal here at the U.S. Open. Lloyd Harris had a great tournament, lost to Sferov in straight, though. Alcaraz, I'm excited to see what he does, although he lost to FAA, but he retired. But I am excited to see Alcaraz. There was a lot of good storylines in this U.S. Open. Lloyd Harris, like I just said. Uh, Alcaraz, you look at the Vanderzan Sculpt, the qualifier that played Medvedev, and the only one to win a set 
off of Medvedev. So there was a lot of good players in this tournament, a lot of good storylines, and it was one of the greatest tennis events the sport has ever, ever seen. There was upsets everywhere. Roger and Rafa weren't there, so players felt like they could go farther, and they did. Look at the names I just mentioned that made it to the semis and the quarters. And then the fans were back. The New York fans were back. The U.S. Open final almost gave me a little bit of chills because of the fans fully being back, and you could just tell the atmosphere in there, and it was chilling, especially after what happened last year, not being able to have fans, just seeing fans being back and seeing how loud they were. It was a spectacle in New York, and I know throughout the entire tournament, players even commented on, it's just different, and it was. And so, props to the U.S. Open. Even with the whole vaccination status thing and everything else that happened late, props to the U.S. Open. I'm so happy that it went on the way it did, and it was such a successful tournament the way it was this year because it was, it would have been a dream to be there, but... It was almost a dream to watch a lot because of how good the tournament was this year. Now, there's a lot of storylines in a lot of tournaments throughout the year, but the storylines in the U.S. Open this year, there were three chances for Calendar Grand Slams and two chances for Golden Slams, and two people did get the Golden Slam. In wheelchair tennis, it was D.D. DeGroote on the women's side and Dylan Elcott both got Golden slams. Golden slams. You win the Olympics and you win all four. That's what Djokovic was going for a little bit. And he got a lot of the spotlight. But props to these th- those two individuals because I've, I've seen wheelchair, ten- wheelchair tennis be played. And I tell everybody I know that asks about it or says something about it. I go, it is the most unbelievable thing to watch. These people are so talented. The way they play, the way they can get to every ball and the, how they can hit the ball so hard and everything. The way the wheelchair tennis is played, I had a friend come to New York when I was in New York in 2019, and he was like, oh, he came later on in the tournament, so wheelchair tennis was in full swing, and he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to go watch you know, Serena tonight and Ash or whatever, and I was like, you need to go to like Court 17 and watch wheelchair tennis this afternoon or something. I, I met up with him five hours later. He goes, oh my gosh, I didn't move. I watched like four and a half hours of it. I didn't go to any other match this afternoon, not even the day session in Ash, nothing. He goes, it's so unbelievable. And I agree with him. For these two people, for DeGroote and Dylan Scott to get the Calendar Grand Slams, or not only the Calendar Grand Slams, the Golden Slam, hats off to you. Incredible job at the U.S. Open this year. That is just another piece of the story that was the U.S. Open this year. Another piece of the story. On the women's side, we had two unseeded players playing in the final. We had... Layla Fernandez, and we had Emma Radukanu. I think that's how you say it, Radukanu. But these two players, Radukanu was a qualifier and ended up making it to the finals, right? And Layla Fernandez, Radukanu is like 18, and Fernandez is not much older than that. She is 18 or 19 years old. But these two, Radukanu beat Sakari in the semis, Fernandez beat Sabalinka in the semis, who's the two seed. Fernandez beat like everybody. She beat Sabalinka. Fernandez beat Svitolina. Fernandez beat, uh, let me check here, Kerber. She beat, who else did she beat? I'm trying to find, Osaka. I mean, she beat like everybody on her way to the finals. And 
there was some people that Rudukanu had to go through too. So LB Rogers came off a big win, beat her, beat Belinda Bencic, beat Sakari, and then ended up being Fernandez in the finals. But the women's tennis in this U.S. Open was incredible to watch. There were upsets left and right. It was complete opposite of the men's side. The men's side, the best players were beating everybody else, really, for the most part, except for Poss. But the best players were the best players this year in the U.S. Open for the men. On the women's side, not the case. It was really anybody's game, and that's exactly what happened. And that brings me to the last point that I want to bring into this conversation. Look at who was in the final on the men's side. It was the number one seed, Novak Djokovic, and it was the number two seed, Daniil Medvedev. That's where men's tennis is right now. That's exactly where men's tennis is right now. No matter how good anybody else can play, number four, five seed all the way to 150, no matter how good they play, the top guys are still the top guys in grand slams. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is the exact representation of where men's tennis is right now. And that's it. The best guys are the best guys, and that's it. No one's really going to beat them in these Grand Slam tournaments. And on the women's side, there's a little bit more you know, chance for other people to get in there and win. Not on the men's side. There's really not right now. And that's why it's so important that team and Medvedev have slipped in a Grand Slam final here in the last couple of years. Because some of these guys are going to you know, possibly not get one till they're 30 or till some of the big three start getting out of there. I mean, you look at guys like Sferov or Sitsipas or any Berrettini, any of those guys, they've all been close, but no one's closed the door. Medvedev, team, they have closed the door. And that's it. Like, that's where men's tennis is. And if you want to break that, good luck. I am not quite sure that they're going to get in that. So, that's kind of my recap of the U.S. Open. I know I talked about a lot. I kind of was all over the place, but there was the tournament was all over the place. A lot of stuff was happening. A lot of just crazy, crazy incidences and things were happening. We'll talk more about it next week in this podcast. There's all there's some other things to get into. I talked about the goat conversation that I like to talk about next week. But hey, we're just getting started. Jump on for the bumpy ride. We're just getting started. I'm excited about where this podcast is going. I'm excited about where the sport of tennis is going. Not only men, but women. And then you go to wheelchair tennis. All of it. I'm excited about where everything's going. Thanks for listening. The U.S. Open was incredible. Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal still at 20. Daniil Medvedev at one Grand Slam. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.